hello and for everybody that's here joining us on the podcast a big hello to you as well and if you're here joining my, me live I would love to hear your questions I'm Janet Beckers and today we're going to be talking about like some real sanity savers when you're working from home how can you do that super duper efficiently and so that it actually ends up being something that you can be productive in your business and also have a sanctuary in your home. So we're going to talk about that and I'm going to give you some really, really practical strategies that we're going to be doing. So if you, um, we're going to be talking about first why you need to have a work at home plan and we're going to go over lots of things we're going to be going over energy we're going to be going over non-negotiables we're going to be going over what happens when you're um when you're you know you've got a family and you've got a busy things happening around you in your home we're going to look at internal and external factors that are going to make it so that you can really step up and have a very productive business from your home so stick with me we're going to be working through this in a very logical way of going um, and if you'd like some extra help from this I've got a freebie for you if you go over to janetbeckers.com forward slash success maps and that will really help you to set things up so that you are going to be having a business that you can run remotely so you've got this option even after people you know we may not be forced to be working from home anymore all right so why is this such an a big you know why is this so important <laughs> to me to be able to you know be able to help you to do that and I tell you why it's because I've been running a business from my home for about 20 years that's a long time and in that time I've had three different businesses that I've been running at that time actually four four different businesses I've been running at that time and I've lived in six different homes in different parts of New South Wales as I've been doing that so every single time I have had to make it work with the way that the business is working and also in the home that I that we had at that time so how did I was I able to adjust that I had to find different situations for each of these some worked and some did not work at all now during that 20 years I've gone from running a business from home where I had little kids kids before they'd started school. Then the kids, I was running the business when I had the kids from all ranges up to, you know, when they were teenagers. So there were very different needs to when they were really little and very, very needing of my time to being, um, you know, all those lovely challenges that come with teenagers. Through to now where as of only about a month we are empty nesters so how does the things happen now that change the way that I can run my business from home so if you fit any of those criteria whether your business is a startup whether your business has been going for years whether you have got children or no children you know whether your home is beautiful and spacious as where we are now or whether you're living in a tiny little place because you're saving 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 and that's all that you can do um, how do you make it work I'd love to know from you like what situation are you in now I'd love to know what challenges you've got now these are the big challenges that I found that I had and also 
these are the challenges that my clients have because when I start working with people, especially when I'm working with them at the higher level, which means we get to work some one-on-one -on -one and some VIP group level. So I really get to know their business as well. But then also in my um, Attract Your Tribe program, which you can only join by contacting me at the moment because we're making changes to relaunch anew, um, but you can still contact me. Um, it, working at that level as well, because we still get to have a lot of interactions, I've really got to see the challenges that people have when they are working from home at each of those different stages with young kids to older kids, to not having any kids at all. They're having somebody that they're responsible for caring for. Um, that may be a parent, for example, to being a single person, to being in relationships. I've, I've seen people at all those different things and very often the things we're going to be talking about today are the things that have stopped them from being able to create success because there's physical and some big mindset things that really stop them from being able to reach the goals that they want to. And so we look at the exact things that I'm going to be covering some of these today. We look at some of those things when we're actually evaluating the business and look at what we can change and they make huge, huge differences. Huge differences. <laughs> I'll share some examples as we go along, keeping people's um, names private, but it makes a huge difference. Little tiny, tiny tweaks that go here um, for example just to give you an idea one of my clients when she came to me was already running a million dollar business and absolutely burnt out and she came to me because she's thinking you know what I'm not enjoying it anymore you know can you help me either prepare this to sell or help me find the love and so we were able to look at what she was doing and I'll go over this story uh, with you in a moment about what things she could change because that could relate to you. And she had four kids and it wasn't so much the kids that were running her life, it was her staff. So we made some pretty big changes to the way that she ran her life. And by the end of that year, she kept her million dollar business and her relationships were stronger and it was just such a beautiful change to see. So this is not just about if you're having a startup. This can be if you're already running a successful business, but it's running you and you're doing it from your home. Okay, so let's dive into it. I'll just see now. If you're joining us, type in, say hello. I would love to hear from you, okay? Any questions that you've got, whether you are here live, put live. I'd love to hear that you are here live and tell me your name just in case it doesn't show up. And if you are watching this on the replay, just put replay for me, hashtag replay. I will get a notification that you're there and then I can come and see any questions you've got and help you specifically with your own situation. So let's get stuck into it. All right, so the very first thing we need to do is we're going to start, where are we? We're going to be looking at these main things. This is the this is the structure that we're going to be using. We're going to be starting looking at non-negotiables. And I'll define what that means and give you some ideas so you can set your own non-negotiables. We're going to be talking about energy, and that energy is not just your own energy, it's the energy within your home. 
So we're going to have a look at how you can control that energy and make the most of it. We're going to talk about your environment that you're working in, the actual physical environment that you've got and how you can modify that and adapt it to support you. And then we're going to look at how each of these affects mindset and the mindset that you need to be having so that you actually can step up and be the CEO of your business and your home. Okay, so this is the way that we're going to structure today. So any questions that you've got, please just send them through. Now, the very first one we're going to have a look at is non-negotiables. This is the number one place to start because if you are running a business from home, you're having so many more distractions than you would be having if you were running a business in an office space away from your home. So we're going to look at not only non-negotiables that are going to be, that would be working even if you are working out of the home, um, I'll mention a couple here because these are ones that come up all the time with my clients. But we're also going to talk about the non-negotiables that you're going to have so you can create a division. Because otherwise you're going to find yourself in the situation where you are always working and where your home does not feel like a sanctuary. There are signs that you need to work out a list of non-negotiables is when, when you are working you're feeling really, really guilty that you're not with your loved ones. So this is especially so if you're having children or if you have a partner who's at home with you. If you're not spending time with them and you feel like you're always working um, and so you're feeling guilty because, oh, really, you know, I haven't spent any time with them or I haven't taken my dog for a walk. The dog's there at my feet. I haven't taken the dog for a walk. What, or you might be feeling guilty about, oh, the house is trashed. Um, I really need to be, you know, doing these things that won't take me long. They're just downstairs or wherever. If you're feeling when you're working that you're feeling guilt about these other things that are so much more in your face because you are working from home, that's a sign you need a non-negotiable list. The other sign you need a non-negotiable list is when you are with the people you love and you're doing things, when you're taking that dog for the walk, when you are doing things around your home, running your home, um, if when you're doing any of those things that you're feeling guilty because, you know, there's so much stuff I need to be doing on the business. There's this client that's waiting for me. There's this email, you know, I really, how, how on earth am I going to reach these goals and really take this business seriously if I'm doing all of this? So if you find yourself feeling guilty about not working when you're doing those things, that's another sign you need a list of non negotiables okay so if you can relate to any of those I'd love to hear from you because hands up this was especially especially powerful for me especially when my children were younger I mean they have such a great way of being able to bring out any capacity for guilt so you've got to really set your non-negotiables so that they're for you as much as for everybody else so it can be guilt management rather than time management so if we have a look here about what your non-negotiables are so when we're talking non-negotiables I want you to make a list of things that you know what if I'm going to be running a business and having a home and having people who I love and having a life, what are things that for me signify that I'm giving time to the things that I need to do? So I'll give you a few examples and these will vary depending on what situation you are in. 
For example, uh, when my kids were younger, my non-negotiables were I'm not going to be doing any personal one-on-one -on -one coaching with clients and having phone calls with clients during the school holidays. I'm not going to do that because I want to be 100% present. doesn't mean that I wouldn't be working on other things, but I'm not going to have things that mean that I've got to say to the kids, shh, be quiet, don't say anything. I'm just on the call with a client. I didn't want to have any of that. That was really important for me at that time. It was also exceptionally important for me that when the kids came home from school, for that first hour or so, they had my undivided attention because I knew that that's when anything that's been happening during their day comes out. So that there was one of my non-negotiables. My other non-negotiables is that if I was going to be travelling away from home, so if I, at that time I was doing a lot of speaking from the stage, um, and so I would be travelling to different conferences, that I would only be away from home a maximum of twice per month. And if one of those was for a longer time, like if I went for a week, it was only once a month, okay? So they were non-negotiables. And I also had non-negotiables that during the day, that's when I work. So I'm not going to be making, you know, going and just letting people drop in all of the time or making it so that I'm always going to be at the school doing different things. That was non-negotiable. I had certain times within that that I had allocated that, yeah, that's what I'm going to go and do art at the school for an hour a week. That's important to me. This is the time where I can go and do my fitness. But these other times are time slots when I'm 100% on the business. So these those sorts of things were important for me then. The things that are important for me now is that I have time of a morning that I can focus on my health and my loved ones. That's the time of the day that I want to go out, go down to the beach, have a swim, go and do some exercise, have a leisurely breakfast with my husband. That is important to me now. I didn't have that option when the kids were younger. That's important to me now. Um, the other things that are important to me is on the weekends. At least one day has to be completely business-free. Um, usually two, unless I'm working on a project, those sorts of things. The other thing is I never make appointments with clients on the weekends or before 10 a.m., okay? So very, very definite things about that is a non-negotiable. Now, that might sound to you like, well, duh, but you would not believe how many people do not actually have this list of non-negotiables that go, yeah, 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 sure, that's obvious, but do you do them? Actually having them as a list and saying this is my list of non-negotiables so that you can refer back to it all the time. Now, um, I'd love to hear from you. Do you actually have a list of non-negotiables that you can refer to? Is that something that you can actually use in part? You can create, create this in partnership with your family or whoever it is that may be um, wanting your time as well. So this happens to everything in business, but it is especially important when you are working from home. Now, go over to our next one. The next one we're going to look at is we're going to manage energy. Now, when we're talking about energy, I'm not only just talking about your own energy, though this is important. We're also going to be talking about the actual spaces that you have in your home. 
okay now because this is specifically about working from home it's not all about um, managing your energy uh, for your business I do that in my um, Attract Your Tribe program. We actually have a whole module there called Clear Time, C-L-E-A-R, Clear Time. It's a productivity module that helps you to get done. The E there for energy. And so we talk about actually how do you work with your own energy. But when we're talking here about work from home, this is one thing that is, again, it fits into the non-negotiables. When you are working from your home, I want you to have a look around at the different spaces that you have available to work from. Now, I'm really lucky where I am. I have a bedroom that I just shut the door and everything that I do for business is in here. That is great. In the past, though, I haven't always had that situation. I've had a sunroom, but it's open to the rest of the, um, you know, it wasn't far off the kitchen. So you may be in a situation like that. You may be like a lot of people where, you know what, I'm actually working from the dining room table. So wherever you've got, you've got to work with what you've got, okay? So just be a reality check there. So if you have a place where you can have a spare room, absolutely, I want you to do that. I want you to claim that space. If it's getting used for something else at the moment that seems important for somebody else, but it means that you're running your business from in the communal spaces of your home, you need to have that discussion. And this is where your list of non-negotiables can come in. So one of your list of non-negotiables will be, I have to have an office. And that office is going to be this particular space in my home. Now, if you don't have that option of being able to say, this is not me just having a place for a hobby, this is HQ. This is the headquarters of the business. Now, if you're finding that that's not working, then you have to work from, you have to work within wherever the spaces are that you have got in your home. So how do you manage it so that your home does not end up feeling to you like it is a constant workplace? Because if you can't find a space where you are going to be, okay, this is where business happens. This is where my sanctuary is. This is where I go to take away any thoughts of to do with business, responsibilities. This is where the energy of relaxation, the energy of love, of family, of your own solitude, this is where this happens. Now, I'd love to hear from you if you have that challenge of not having a space that is dedicated to being part of your business and I'll let you know we're going to talk about two things here because just because you have a space that is dedicated to business does not mean you're going to have exactly the same problems that everybody else has so to manage this you have to be exceptionally strict on which parts of your house you can have the energy of business where can you take telephone calls where can you have discussions about business with your loved ones with your partner whatever where is it that you cannot have anywhere you cannot have any discussions around your business it sounds kind of crazy but it makes such a huge difference if you can feel as if I walk into this place and when I walk into this spot which may very well be 
this is the dining room table between this hour and this hour and this spot here we've almost got like it's got a little invisible sort of barrier around it there is where any business discussions happen only around that table and never if we're actually using it for dinner of course or wherever that space is this is the only place that we have any discussions to do with business so the reason for this is you do energetically if you're you can feel as if you're walking over a line this is business this is my home it is absolutely essential I learned this one the hard way because we were actually in a tiny little home um, because we were saving and it was it was crowded and I had my office with my startup and we had it was just a mess and but it was right next to the dining room which was in the kitchen and so I had young kids everywhere there was an ironing board in that room it was crazy if I hadn't my, if I had my advice now I would have set it up completely differently especially including a curtain that I could have pulled across I didn't have that it got to the point where because I could not create boundaries around the physical space where my business was run in my home the boundaries that my family had with my time were just really really vague so I always found like even though I was running a business from home I was the one who was always the one who was there in the morning in the evening I was the one getting them from school I was the one cooking dinner I was the one doing all of these things whereas if I had been working out of the home my family would have seen me as a businesswoman who happens to be a mum not a mum who happens to be a businesswoman so I actually moved my office out of the home and I rented an office that was quite close to my children's school so they still came to me but they knew that this was a workspace and so you know and then we would have that hour where it was like just focusing on them and then they knew that that okay you've got to go and do your homework because now we're in the office space here okay it was so, for me I needed to do that so that I could be super duper clear on what my boundaries were so I could start to identify myself as a businesswoman the CEO of an international company which is what it was back then and is now um, but I did not see that because my home environment was not allowing me to see myself in that way so and it stopped my family stopped my children it stopped my husband seeing me as the mum not the businesswoman so I had to do that but I found after about a year or two that I found that I wasn't using the office I kept on working from home because I was getting more productive there because I'd started to set up better boundaries because I knew I knew I knew my worth and I knew how to how to spake those boundaries around my home so I figured I'm working home from a lot I'm just going to get rid of the office and things went smoothly then that's what I had to do you don't have to do that okay you just have to be super duper clear radio so the other thing that we have is and it sounds people laugh at us when I tell them but um, my husband and I, we talk about the business quite a bit. Now, he's not in the business, but he does have an interest in the business. Um, he's in charge of managing our cash flow, and he's my big ideas person that I run ideas by. So we have a very strict rule in our house that our bedroom, no conversations are ever allowed there to do around business and to do around money 
never ever ever so and it's not unusual especially like we might um, get up in the morning and you know having showers all of that sort of stuff because we've got the ensuite is we'll start having a conversation about what are you doing today and then asking a question or it could be in the evening getting ready for bed laying there going oh and how did this go if we find that one of us starts talking business the other one will go oh, stop and we will actually get out of bed or stop talking when when the shower starts and go out of the office out of the bedroom it's even just past the door we close the door we can have the conversation in the hallway but we cannot have it in the bedroom but we've actually found the other way around is the office it's perfectly fine to have sex in the office okay just no business in the bedroom no uh, yeah no business happening in the bedroom so um, that that rule was modified because my husband came and worked for me for six months and we worked out there had to be some perks um, actually that even happened when we were in the external office we had to be careful so um, yeah so you've got to have those rules but you've got to make sure especially areas that you cannot talk about business you must have them in your home it might be a veranda it might be your lounge room it might be somewhere in your garden it has to be somewhere where you can go and mentally you're gone don't um, don't discount this as something that is just being silly it's exceptionally powerful I've shared this with so many of my clients and I have had so many that have come back going oh my god I can't believe the difference I'm mentally starting to wind now wind down now at the end of the day because I can escape now the other thing that we've got there when we were talking about energy is um, because all of this here is about maintaining your energy the other flip side of that about keeping your your energy really really strong for your family and for your time for yourself your sanctuary is if you have a space where you have designated this is business only again it's easy if you've got a room of your own this anything inside this door this is business only if it becomes okay anywhere that is on this end of the table delineated by whatever it is that you have that says this is my space anything in there you're mentally when I'm there I'm in business mode your productivity will always be so much higher when you are in that space but only if you have definitely um, in your mind emotionally disconnected it from everywhere where it is a, so it's like a, a trigger that you've got something that grounds you of okay I'm here now I'm working okay there's so many more things that can go into this but I really want to run these ones by you because these are absolutely essential when it comes to um, to you being able to manage your energy in your business so your business just does not rule your life it also allows you to be able to communicate with other people in your family for example and this again is with this external with having setting up your spaces when you have a space that is set up so that you can be working well from there it is also a physical sign to other people who may distract you that this is the workspace if I am here I am in CEO mode if I'm elsewhere I'm not in CEO mode okay and it works then well as a very good um, communication tool so if, if for example if my door is shut to my office 
if people want me for anything, they don't just come barging in and come and sit here on this lounge and chat with me. They have to knock. And if they don't hear from me, they might open it up because I very often have headphones because I, I use a, an app called brain.fm. It's neuro and it affects the new the bleh, your brain <laughs> and it aligns it for focus. It works exceptionally well. So I've always got these stereo things happening when I'm being productive. Um, so I very often don't hear anything else happening around me. So um, but so people know that that is the sign. So you may have something that you can be doing similar. So setting that up. Now, the other thing I want you to do is take the time to think this is my workspace. If I was the employer, what would I be doing to make sure that this workspace was good for the person who was working for me? I would be making sure that the screens, the screen was at the right height. I would be looking at, can I get a few screens? So it, honestly, it makes such a difference to your productivity. I have three my laptop and two other screens. Unbelievable difference to productivity. So not an expensive thing at all to set up, but can you set that up in the space that you have designated? Do you have somewhere where you can be putting lighting so that if you want to shoot videos then and there, you can do it? Have you thought about how I'm going to set things up so that I can be running group coaching calls, meetings virtually? Is everything here set up? Is there a space here where I can write? Like, is, is it also set up here so that my, um, you know, that my seat is going to be comfortable? I mean, take the time to do this. If you had an employee and they were coming to work in your office, you would be paying and spending the time to set this up. You need to do it for yourself. You are the CEO of this business. Even if your business is completely run from home, you need to treat yourself as if you were the highly valued goose that lays the golden egg in your business. Make sure that you have set up your space because number one, you are going to be exceptionally productive. The other one is it says to you, I am here to get shit done. And it also allows you to communicate to others outside of you. Now, the last one that I want to talk to you about external things is your phone, okay? Now, you may find this, I'd be surprised if you don't, is um, it's not uncommon for, you know, at the end of the day, you might be laying on the lounge, whatever, watching something on Netflix. If you are like the majority of other people out there, you are also flicking through your phone at some stage. Maybe, you know, for me, I'll be flicking through and I will quite often be looking at videos of people doing art because I don't watch them with the sound and I'll, you know, I'll multitask in that way. But what you've got to be, you've got to be thinking about, okay, are you also at the same time replying to emails from customers and from leads? Are you also um, doing little work jobs at the same time? Now, this is another one that is probably one of the hardest barriers for you to do but it's especially so when you're at home because if you have designated that this part of, of my home has the energy of relaxation, you've got to be really strict around, okay, I'm not answering emails. I'm not checking my email. I'm not going to go and check. Like for me, I'm not going to go and answer questions that are in my Facebook groups. So this is exceptionally powerful. I, I had a client who... Uh, was working in real estate uh, when she started working with me, uh, managing retreats. And, oh, she just 
she when she shared with me like what her typical day was she would be responding to messages like she had a turnaround of people contacting her at any time of the day like we're talking about up until midnight we're talking starting five or six in the morning she would be replying to messages and emails inquiries all of those sorts of things in a turnaround time of about 10 minutes like that is training people that you are always there, that you have no boundaries, so why they don't have to worry about your boundaries. She was exhausted, totally, totally exhausted. And a lot of the times the things that she was responding to, they did not need an immediate response at all, at all. Um, so she was setting herself up so that she was always working. Now, this is not necessarily just a work from home thing, but Again, if you've got your phone, you've got to turn notifications off. I don't have notifications for my emails. If I want to check my emails on my phone, I have to go and click up, the, go and click it, open it up and see are there any. I'm in charge of it. Um, all those sorts of things, you've got to stop. Anything that's to do with your business, you've got to stop those notifications and you need to decide at what time of the day is my brain off on business. Okay? So... And be strict with yourself. You may need to even set an alarm on your phone that goes off every day that might be something like 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. or 6 p.m., whatever time works for you, 8 p.m., 2 p.m., doesn't matter, that says time to wrap it up, baby, or work mode is over now. So you've got to be super strict. You've got to be super strict on it because not only are you going to be working, but you're going to be contaminating the energy in that part of your home. It will not remain a sanctuary okay so that was the last one that I wanted to do on external just want to see if we've got any more questions coming through now if you are watching on the replay just put hashtag replay and put a question that you've got I'd love to hear from you any of the things that I've said so far are they things that you can see oh yeah I'm doing that I'm only sharing with you here the ones that I know are going to make the biggest difference a lot of them are so exceptionally small but they make a huge difference to your productivity and how effectively you can run your business and how much you can still get to relax. So these are ones that have worked for me across all of those different life situations and that have also worked for my clients. So I really don't, even though they seem, a lot of these will seem like, oh, yeah, that's obvious. Um, I want you to actually do these. Even if you only take one thing that I've said so far, it is going to make a huge difference. So we're going to have a look at this last one. So we have looked at having a list of non-negotiables, being really clear on what does the perfect work from home balance look like for you. Then we've had a talk about energy and we've especially talked about you need to be able to create in your home spaces that are... Um, spaces that are just for business so that when you're there you are focused and everything is associated with business and spaces in your home that are just for your sanctuary and you must guard them incredibly strongly like it just it cracks my husband up he kind of thought I was really weird at first now he now he knows it works but we would start having a conversation no no out in the hallway 
out in the hallway. <laughs> We'd walked two metres over, shut the door. Now we can talk about it. He would just roll his eyes. Now he goes, oh, we started talking work. Will we continue? If we do, let's go out because it is absolutely essential. So we've talked about there about managing the, your energy, being very, very clear on that. And then we've looked at external things about actually setting up your workspace so as if you were the most prized employee in your business. And what would you do to make that space really productive and make it so that it's really easy for this perfect beautiful goose that laid the golden egg that you have that's working with you how can i make it so they can be super productive so this brings me over to your mindset now i told you that at one stage there i had to run my business which was designed to be a home-based business i had to run my business from an external office because from the way that I had set things up at home, I, I could not see myself and take myself seriously as a businesswoman. So I had to actually move myself to a different environment to be able to do that. That I had school-age kids, you know, in primary school. That was really, really inconvenient to do that, but I had to do it, and it made the difference. I know that I am the CEO of a successful international business. I just happen to run it from home because that suits what I want to do. So for you, I want you to start thinking, what does a CEO of a very successful business, and if you're working with me, you're going to be setting it up so that you're running an international business, okay? So what does a CEO of a successful international business, how do they run a business from home? I want you to ask yourself this every time whenever you're feeling that guilt, that guilt of I'm working now, I really should be doing things with my loved ones or I've really got to stop this house getting so trashed. Ask yourself that question. Ask yourself that question if you're finding yourself when you are relaxing with the people you love, when you are doing the things that give you joy, that you can't enjoy it in the moment because you're feeling guilty that you're not doing all the things that you should do for work and you could be doing it because, hey, it's just over there, over there, wherever wherever you've set up your spot. If you're finding yourself thinking that this is your trigger to go, how would the CEO of a successful international business manage their time and their space in their, in their home in their office so that they can be fully present when they're in times of relaxing and how can they be fully present in times when they're working and what I've shared with you today those simple things to do with external energy management to do with your your management of boundaries to do with your non-negotiables and for the way that you set things up for you to be productive and the way that you, because you've got your non-negotiables, you know when you when you can be working and when you can't. You've already decided beforehand that this is my time off. This is my time on. So I want you to think every single time, I am the CEO of this successful international business. This, These are my non-negotiables and this is how my workspace is set up 
so a CEO can be productive. Now, one thing I want to do before we leave is I want to chat with you just briefly about communication. Because as I found when I had the children who were younger and I had my, I'm trying to think which business I had, I think I had my art gallery at that stage, my online art gallery. Um, when I found that I had to I had to move out of the home, I could not run a business like this from home, I had to do it out from an office. The way for me to be able to make those decisions and the way for me when I came back home to work back from home is I was being challenged a lot because there had been a certain way that I had been running my life and my business and then I was putting in some new rules. I was putting in some new rules that said, well, you can't always expect that I'm the one that's always going to be responsible for getting dinner ready. Never, it was never part of my life arrangement to be, you know, the housekeeper cook. Why am I doing this? So just because I happen to be here in the home. So I, you know, I had to say, no, this is stopping. We're having a roster, okay? This is when people's responsibilities are, including the kids. Yep, that was some pretty boring meals, but, you know, everybody had to pick it up. So that took negotiation. The other one was... You know, with me saying about when my space that I was working from, what was non-negotiable here? Like this was not a space for people to be able to play. That was elsewhere. So they were new boundaries that I had to put into place that were really, people were used to having it a different way. So they either wouldn't respect them or they'd argue against them or they may trivialise them and go, oh, that's just you being silly. So you need to have a way that you can communicate. So here are the scripts that you can use. One of the best ways that you can do is first of all start with why. Why are you building this business? Why is it important for you to have this space and this time? So you need to communicate that. I've actually got a great article for you that I'll put the links to here in the show notes in the, you know, we'll put them onto the onto the blog that go with the podcast and we'll also put the link over there uh, we'll come back and we'll put the link here in the comments is I've got a great article there on the seven step um, script that you can use to convince your partner to support your dreams it works for support get your your children to get anybody else that's important to support your dreams you've got to start with why you're doing it okay so they can buy into why it's important then you can share to them, this is what we've worked out as my non-negotiables so that you get the time, you get my time and you get my 100% attention. And so this is where my business gets the undivided attention. That's so we can reach that goal and I still get to be with you. I still, you know, you still get the rest of the house. I'm having this part so we can reach this goal. So using your list of non-negotiables, and it really works well if you can create your non-negotiables in communication with the people who are actually going to be responsible for helping to support you to be able to stick to those non-negotiables and not undermine you. So it's really good to use the non-negotiables as a communication tool of, okay, this is what we're going to do to set this up, but you've got to start with the vision. And what's in it for them when the vision is realised? So, um, so we've got that, 
And so you just having those few, the visions and the non-negotiables and being very clear for, with them about what's in it for them. How have you allocated their needs and how can they, what, how are they going to benefit when your business is successful? So just using those is going to allow you to be able to create your own scripts because you've got those two tools to start with, the vision and the non-negotiables. Just use those. And I'll tell you what, this is going to trigger you for a lot of things. It triggered me big time because I un I uncovered that I had some really big um, mental blocks around being able to be successful in business and also be a good mum. I didn't think it was possible to do, do both. No matter how much I rationalised it, it was definitely ingrained from conditioning that that wasn't possible. So it, I needed to have these tools to communicate, not just with my family. I needed to have these tools to communicate with myself so that I could fight against that whenever I was triggered about being a good mum. So um, I'd love to hear from you. Do any of these things that I've said today um, do they resonate? Are there ones there that, you're, that you'd like to know a little bit more about? If you've got some other great tips that you can be using, I would love to hear from you. Um, and I know that the other people who will be watching this video, uh, wherever they are, whether it's going to be on our podcast, on my blog, whether it's going to be on YouTube, Facebook, uh, wherever you're actually watching this, is leave a comment. If you've got some good tips yourself, leave a comment. If you've got questions, somebody else will have those questions. So you ask those questions. Feel free to share the exact scenario you've got and what the challenge is. I'm sure from the experience from myself and also the numerous clients I've worked with, I will be able to give you some really practical tips that you can use and some wording that you can use if it's communication that this is the thing that you need. So just leave those there. I would love to hear from you. And if you have a friend that you know really needs to listen to this episode, that really needs to hear what I've got to say here, please pass it on to them because running a business from home is freaking awesome. It's really, really good because I get to choose when and where I work. But I need to have a good plan for it. So it can be awesome or it can be a nightmare. I really want to help more people to be able to have that control over their lives. Okay, bye.